Well, thank you for joining us as we go deeper today. Um, thank you, Jeff, for unpacking for us a familiar story, but mm. one that we've discovered there's some layers mm. in it. And as um, you engage with this, hopefully this week, we just trust that um, many uh, home groups might be able to be getting back together in some way beyond Zoom. Mm. And if that's you and your situation this week, can I encourage you to engage with this, have some conversation around this because there's so much in it that will actually help us follow Jesus and go and carry that good news to others. So, um, Jeff, there was so much in that and, and I loved how you started with just that idea of, you know, we can't just cherry pick a few things yep. out, out of the Bible. Um, we actually need to know the whole story, mm -hmm. the whole narrative for things to make sense. And that was really evident today. Yep. Um, in a passage that was probably pretty familiar to a lot of us, particularly if we've come through Sunday school, yep. Um, but there's some layers and depth to it that you mm. unveiled for us today that I think we really need to take notice of. Uh, to start with, um, as, as I personally, as you personally, as we personally engage with the written word, engage with the Holy Spirit, um, with Jesus personally, so we can follow, um, how important is it for us mm. to have a handle on the, on the whole narrative, the whole story, so we don't get stuck with just these you know, mm. Christian cliches that, yep. that we might get out of a story like today. H how can we practically engage with this stuff so we can see the links yep. that John was trying to make? Yeah, you, you actually need to do the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we do need to read. We need to be people who, who actually read, read our Bibles um, and read our Bibles well. And, you know, there's certainly, there, there's a time and a place that we're, we're going to just dive into one little verse and, you know, and the Holy Spirit will be gracious and will speak something unique out of, out of a small piece. That is absolutely secondary to, to, to growing an understanding of the narrative and having an understanding of what is God doing in, in space and time and matter through, throughout the millennia. Mm. And I think it's only then that we understand who Jesus is and, and what Jesus is doing. It's only then that we understand what salvation even is when we can locate the person of Jesus within this great big story. Um, otherwise, it all just becomes very, very two-dimensional. And like even like today's story, um, you know, it, it becomes almost cartoonish if we if we dislocate that, if we take that out of the out of the big narrative where it's mm. meant to sit, all it is is, you know, Jesus doing some magic tricks. Yeah, and that's often how I think it comes across, isn't yep. it? But um, yeah, you know, I was just thinking as you're saying that the the whole idea of you know I've heard it spoken, I've heard it even said from a pulpit in my lifetime. Um, about the New Testament being very relevant, but the Old Testament being irrelevant. Yep. Um, I, I've heard people talk about just, just immerse yourself in the yep. gospel accounts because we've got to know Jesus. But but you're saying that yep. you know we can only understand Jesus when we've got the breadth of yeah, that's right. uh, of the story that's going on. I've even heard people say, "Now, what's the, even the big deal of Jesus being the Messiah? What, what does that even mean?" Yeah. Yep. And you and you touched fairly well today on on the idea of Jesus fulfilling yeah. what Israel could not. Yep. Um, which, so we need to know what Israel was all about, what the yes. nation was all about, what God was doing with that group of people to see Jesus yeah. bring it to fulfilment and fruition. Mm -hmm. um, what, what would you say to people who, who generally have struggled with 
reading stuff in the Old Testament. How, yeah. how, how could you encourage people in that space? Um, do it with somebody else. So like I'd, I'd mentioned in there that the, like the New Testament was not written to be read in little chunks. It was also not written to be read on your own. Yeah. So it's actually written to be read in groups of people. That, so even today, Jews don't, don't read scripture on, on their own. They, they'll, they'll make sure that I think there's like a group of 10. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that we can sit down and engage in scripture. There's got to be a group of 10. It's got to be read out loud. And that's the only way that we can chew on this thing together. So I think, you know, this is a, you know, something for home group or even just somebody else that we can be reading scripture with. Um, digesting that with somebody else, being being led and um, kind of curated through scripture really, really helps. Having a good commentary in some ways is like reading with somebody else, but it's yep. not, a, not a replacement. Um, read big chunks, big swathes of scripture in, in one go. Read it, with, read it on your own. Read it with other people. Um, the idea that the Old Testament is not relevant is... I don't know, if I could swear, I'd I'd swear. Like, it's dumb. Um, We do not understand who Jesus is and and what he has achieved and the hope that he has brought unless we understand the entire narrative and we understand Jesus within the context of that narrative. Now, the good news of the gospel is good news and we can get some of that just by understanding it, but we don't know what we're saved from. Yeah, or saved for. Or saved for. Um, and I think also too, recognizing that the Old Testament and the nation of, his, of Israel is not a failed experiment. Mm. It's the precursor. It's mm. the forerunner. So even there, we saw Moses. Um, so and he had to say this while they were still in the wilderness. So Moses is saying, "There's going to be another guy coming." Yep. There's been no failed attempt at that point. There's been no, oh, this is God's big test and see if they make it. If they make it, you know, everything will be great. And then then God's had to, you know, pull a a lever, you know, in order to come in and rescue. Right from the get-go, we see that, that, that God is already saying the bigger reality, the bigger story, Mm. the more wonderful thing is coming and I'm, I'm already preparing the way for that. This whole Israel thing, it's a forerunner. It's and, not. And we even it's not that, a pilot. Yeah, we see that pre-Israel yep. too. Back in Genesis three, there's there's hints there of yeah, there's Christologies the all yeah, the way absolutely, through. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, and just to, as an aside on that, there are a lot of good resources to help us understand yep. that. Even little things like understanding the the Old Testament is not chronological order, you know, yep. and understanding when we're looking at the prophets. Um, who they're writing to? Yes. Um, which kingdom or which people or was it pre-exile or post-exile? You yeah. know, understanding that will help us get a mm-hmm. better handle. I love how you you touched on, particularly what was coming out of Exodus with the Passover, and this is something I'd never picked up before yeah. that um, this this event happened at Passover, and I, I've, yeah. I've read that, and, it's, and they're the sort of details you just sort of brush over to get to. Yeah. The yep. meaty bits, yep. and I'd never stop to think, why wasn't Jesus in Jerusalem? Yeah, yeah. It was Passover. Yep. What was so going on? Elsewhere, we see that like Jesus, with his mum and dad, had gone to Jerusalem. So when he was twelve, they'd been there every single year. Yeah, they'd gone. Yep. Like it's weird that Jesus isn't there. Yeah, yeah. John doesn't include stuff like that by accident. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what I like about the Passover theme in this. Um, when, I, when I think about, you know, we're called to follow, gather, go. In our gathering, yep. 
the thing that um, was so central for the Israelite nation was Passover and yep. celebrating that meal and remembering God's provision and salvation mm-hmm. and, and goodness. Uh, for us, it, it's communion. It's yep. the Eucharist. The new Passover. Yeah, the new Passover. Yep. And that was Jesus saying, yeah, this is a new covenant. This is my blood, yep. my flesh. Um, how important is it for us as we're coming out of yeah. lockdown in yep. our gathering that communion is, is an essential part mm. of us remembering the unity we have yep. in the new covenant? Yeah, I, I, you know, thank you for that leading question. I really appreciate that. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think I've said a bunch of times, uh, I don't know that I've, I've, I've said it up front. Um, I really believe that at this point in time that the communion cup is potentially the most powerful symbol that that the church has to offer a society that is feeling, and even a church that is feeling increasingly disconnected and and, and pulled apart and and divided divided on the basis of some fairly trivial things. Um, communion had always been that celebration of unity within diversity. You know, when the, when the body came together, the rich and the poor and um, the insiders and the outsiders would all come together in a home and share a meal. They would mm. break bread. They would share the communion cup. This is my body, broken for you. This is my blood, shed for you. It's communion, common yeah. union, unity. Um, we are one people in him, sharing the same body and, and the blood. And I think there is... You know, there's been many, many times over the last 2,000 year, years, but this is one of them. We need to be reminded we are one people. Mm. We are one body. We are the church. We are the church. And, and I think that now, even in while there are still limitations to how we gather, that we can come together and we can celebrate and declare oneness in mm. communion. Right. I think it's really, really important at the yeah. moment. Yeah. The other thing I don't think I'd really picked up before is how Jesus phrased um, the collection of what was not eaten. Yep. And it was so that nothing would be lost. Lost. That's the word. And and I love that picture of each disciple having a basket full of things that was not consumed, but we weren't, it wasn't to be lost, it was to be gathered and preserved and and possibly given out again. So Mm -hmm. in our going space. Yep. What does it look like for us to be really intentional as we've unpacked this story today about about taking with us mm-hmm. that which we can yep. give to others? Yeah. How do, what, oh. Something just practical it's this week yep. that, that somebody could do in that space. Yep. Um, you are a disciple. You're an apostle of Christ. Um, and we, we have also been given this task of, of gathering the lost, right? Um, all the fragments, all, all the, you know, the ones who thought that they weren't included or left out or whatever, we've actually got, we've got that job too of gathering up, gathering up all the fragments, all the bits that thought that they were yeah. disconnected and, and, and broken off. And at the same time, we are also the ones who are carrying the bread of life. Mm. We're carrying the good news. We're doing both. It's like we're carrying the good news, gathering up, gathering up the lost. Um, you're equipped you are qualified, you know, you, you are one who already embodies everything that's necessary to be a carrier of the news and a gatherer of, of the lost. And I think sometimes, you know, we, 
we think that that's really confronting or we think that I'm not qualified or that I don't have time or whatever, um, you're it anyway. You know, you, you are one of the redeemed. Mm. You are a minister of reconciliation. Wherever you go, you are carrying that truth with you regardless. And I think the first step is, oh, I'm just going to be, how do I just be mindful? How do I just remind myself that I'm a, I'm a gatherer of the lost? I'm a carrier of, of the bread of life. Um, anyway, yeah. so, you know, and whether I'm, whether I'm walking around the lake or whether I get to go to work or whether I'm going out to a cafe or whatever it might be, there is something about me um, that, is, that is spiritually different to the unreconciled brokenness around me. The spiritual atmosphere is altered when one who is reconciled mm. has entered into the brokenness. Yeah. You know, are we aware of that or are we not? Are we going to be a carrier and a gatherer or are or are we not? Yeah. Um, I sure know I need reminding of yeah. that. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing this week as, as you gather in home groups and have conversations with people. Maybe mm. it's a prayer about um, having revelation that that is yeah. true of me, that I am equipped, that, that I am um, called to do this and God's empowering spirit is in me. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can encourage one another and remind one another mm. about that. Yeah. So thanks for today. Um, can I encourage you to, this is a sermon worth checking out again just because of the layers in it. Um, enjoy digging into that a bit further. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, yeah. mate.